0: When Paddock committed suicide, but the shooting stopped shortly after security guard Campos and the first of Sheriff Lombardo's officers arrived on the 32nd floor. Your guys got up there in like 12 minutes. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Up on the 32nd floor? You know, and during a critical incident, 12 minutes is a long time. You know, could you imagine being in a fist fight for 12 minutes? Um, It's a very long time. Um, But when you... Step back and you, you evaluate it after the fact it's a very short period of time for the, to get the intelligence, figure out what the hell is going on, uh, put a team together, go up 32 floors and evaluate the situation. I think they prevented a thousand deaths, And I think it's important for the American public to understand that.
1: That's a hell of a statement. Wow, a thousand. You know, and that crazy bastard, he might have been thinking, you know I'm going to kill thousands of people. This is going to be one of the world's most amazing things. Oh, boy. That might have been his plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, 60 Minutes last night with uh, the four guys that went in the room. And uh, it was the first time they'd sat down and talked about it. And it was – it's interesting. You talked about this last week. So uh, after the Mumbai terrorist attack on the hotel there in which a couple hundred people died, the whole world has changed their strategy. Up until then, most of the world would set up a perimeter around the hotel – figure out what to do, wait, wait some more. Yeah. Columbine was a big moment for that too. And, um, so after Mumbai, everybody decided now you got to get into the hotel right away. Otherwise they're just walking the halls, killing people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so they knew that and had done that sort of training in Las Vegas. Obviously you look at what happens at a big hotel in Mumbai, I suppose the big hotels you got in Vegas, you take a look at that situation. Sure. Yeah. And, um, so their, their plan has been, and they've been training for the last several years, if they ever have that sort of situation, that they got to engage the guy as fast as possible with the idea that at least he's shooting at us and not at, you know, innocence. Right. And, uh, and, and generally
2: all it takes is if you can find the guy and squeeze off one shot and then find cover, he is engaged with you now and no longer the victims.
1: Right. And uh, so, but they don't. They don't, like, send the SWAT team that's trained to do this. You just get whoever you can get there as fast as you can get. So these two canine cops who were just doing dog training at the time when this happened, and then these two sheriffs that heard the call and drove over there, they all got, the the four of them got together and decided to go up there and decided how they're going to go in the room and how they're going to do it. Wow. Just put together a team on their own. Wow, so I thought that was SWAT. Who's saying breach,
2: breach, breach in the 911
3: uh, calls? There was a single SWAT guy that was of those four, I believe. So two canine okay. guys, one detective. One guy was actually a SWAT. He had the, the, the door explosives on him. So he was the one kind of acting as the point of that. But it was by no means an official SWAT squad.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, no. So no. four guys in uniform just said All right, wow, that's amazing.
1: No, the canine guy actually said, "I." he said, as I was getting ready to go in the door, I thought, I sure wish I had my dog here right now because that's what he's I was used to dealing with stuff, right? And one, let,
3: let, one of the uh, the officers too, he could only get to about three blocks away driving from his car. Huffed it on foot. Ended up having to ditch his cowboy boots in the in the Vegas in the in the casino because he couldn't move as fast enough. His feet were getting raw, so he he finished it barefoot, like Die Hard style. Um, yeah, it was a really impressive segment.
1: Because they all knew, as we said, you got to get there as fast as you can and engage whoever it is. Um, let's let's hear the clip about right before they, uh, they, they uh, breached the door. Now I'm standing
4: out in front of this bullet ridden door with nothing except for our shield that's you know, I'm hoping would help a little bit. And uh, that was the point I said. I was, I was praying that nothing goes off of phone wise or radios or anything because we were trying to be as quiet as we can because we didn't want him to know we were out there. And start spraying at us. And I'm watching Levi put the charge on, and I'm like, hurry, 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 <laughs> but be quiet. <laughs> and uh, so then we got it hung, and then we retreated back into the stairwell
0: to blow the door. We need to pop this and see if we get any type of response from this guy to see if he's in here or if he's actually moved out somewhere else. All units on the 32nd floor, SWAT has explosive breach. Everyone in the hallway needs to move back. All units move back. Breach,
1: breach, breach. So, yeah, that's the canon guy. He had some tiny little shield thing that he was, like, holding up. Well, I hope this does some good. Oh, boy. Probably not much. Um, And then when they went in the room, this is is, kind of long but pretty interesting.
0: You enter the room. What do you see?
4: An armory. An armory. So many guns, so many magazines, stacks and stacks of magazines everywhere, just in suitcases, all neatly stacked against pillars that were in the room, all stacked up, rifles placed all throughout, all kinds of monitors and electrical equipment he had in there. Um, it
3: just looked like almost a gun store. Shell casings all over the floor. I could smell the uh, gunpowder that it, had that it went off in the room, so we were tripping over guns, tripping over long guns inside. There were that, so many. That many? Yes. My initial scan
0: of with coming in the room with my rifle is just seeing I'm seeing one male down, bleeding from the face. He not a threat. Kept going, kept going, kept going. He
3: said one male down. That was the shooter. Yes. Stephen Paddock.
0: What were his wounds?
4: I didn't see any apparent wounds to his head, but I did see a lot of blood that had come out of his mouth. Well, there was a, a bloody revolver. I think nearby, nearby him that was on the ground, consistent with him shooting himself. What else did you see?
0: Yeah,
4: I saw a few phones, um, laptops, a couple of laptops he had in there, uh, a lot of drills, Yeah, and drill a bits, lot of drills tools. and drill bits, all kinds of tools. This was eerie. Very eerie. And the dust from the explosive breach, and then you got the flashing lights. I mean, it looks straight up like out of a movie.
1: And all the drills and drill bits, because he had uh, drilled holes and things to run wires so he could have those cameras on the um, the service cart outside the door to yeah. look down the hallway. Every time I heard about it, he had
2: multiple cameras, including in the hallway, et cetera, I was trying to picture how that all worked. So he probably
1: had wired and wireless, maybe? Embedded in the walls? He had actual just wires running under the door to the cart that was sitting outside the doorway and then had that, like, that big napkin that you put over your gross food you didn't eat. Right, yeah. Um, That was over a camera. And this canine dude, he noticed that and he thought, I'll bet that's a bomb that's going to blow up. Oh, boy. But, you know, what are you going to do? They didn't have much choice. But he was expecting that to go off at some point. turned out to be a camera. Well, they went up the the hallway and they got up to the door and it was drilled shut. So that's what another thing he'd done with the, the drill Is He had put plates with with lag screws and drilled the doors shut into the hallways.
3: Wow. Yeah, from the stairwells into the hallways for the floor. So trying to just delay the time it took people to get even onto the floor. Wow, so not just his room, but the the hallway entry door is amazing. Yeah, they're talking about
1: the days of preparation and amount of work that he must have put into this sort of thing. All for the purpose of killing people he's never met, completely innocent, for no discernible
2: reason. I'm telling you that is some sort of of mental illness
1: slash mania. Having booked hotel rooms over concerts several other times and not done it for who knows what reason right. and I doubt we'll ever know. Right. Now they did get into the, the piece of paper. You maybe you've heard that story last week. There's a piece of paper with some numbers on it and they yeah. got into that pretty pretty specifically. It was the um it was the distance to the concert. It was the elevation. It was the how many inches the bullet's going to drop in that amount of time uh, so that he could set it up perfectly and be able to to, to hit them. And that was all that was. Yeah. And um, there's some speculation that he left it there on purpose to show how smart he was. I don't know. That's just guessing.
0: Well, Yeah, I don't
1: know about that. But, uh, wow, how interesting. So I'm trying to think of all the different sorts of
2: crazy we've run into, uh, studying the world, as it were, for the last uh, however many years we've been doing this. And... Usually somebody who has that sort of mania, that sort of focus, and that sort of uh, time and energy spent in something is the sort of person who writes a long, rambling manifesto that collects all their crazy ideas and angers and and lusts and the rest of it. But I just, uh, uh, there's no sign. Because that that usually becomes apparent instantly. This is like the top priority is to get that manifesto out. With this guy, nothing has emerged yet, Correct.
1: Correct, yeah. and um, saw a lot of different like your your criminal profiler type people over the weekend, and they're they're all guessing. But I heard a woman say last night that um, people don't realize, and I guess I didn't realize either. Being a psychopath is that's not mental illness. It's it's something you have. It's like you're born with one leg shorter than the other or something. Mm-hmm. It's just you're, you know your brain is that right. Uh, you're a psychopath, and then it can come out at various times. But it's not like she was talking about trying to prevent this. Sort of thing. It's not like mental illness where you have a mental illness history or you can take some drugs or whatever. Um, you're either a psychopath or you're not. Right. And uh, and his dad was apparently. And it, it can run in families. Well, and, and
2: what was that study? Three, four, five, six percent of the population, whatever that number is, is a psychopath. And a lot of CEOs are that way because they're just very smart and not terribly concerned about anybody's feelings or anything but effectiveness.
1: And how you would run away around like this without anybody knowing. I saw a different criminal profiler saying this was the difference between him and a lot of other people is how rich he was. And so he didn't have to interact with as many people. Mm. He didn't have a lot of he didn't have bosses and co-workers and that stuff hasn't for years. And so he could operate on, on as a loner the way he did in the way that somebody that's not rich can't. Right. Um, so it was less contact with with the outside world for people to figure that out. I saw that article over the week in The New York Times. He sold an apartment complex in texas for 12 million dollars wow at one point in his real estate dealings. so mm. i mean he he was really successful at that the the chick that he was with over the weekend after he'd sent his girlfriend away and sent her a hundred thousand dollars was a hooker they've talked to her they mm. had some chick hanging around with them all weekend right so he was I'm still trying to figure that as, as he was leading up to his i'm gonna slaughter more people than anybody has in one time um still wanting to gamble and still wanting to have sex with a hooker Staring at video... Escort, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, staring
2: at video poker machines for hours on end in the very days, the day of, right? With
1: a hooker standing by so you can, you know, sex somebody up when you get done. She's what flipping through her phone thinking, this is weird. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a new brand of crazy. They keep inventing them
1: horrible yeah and he had some pretty serious weapons as they showed on 60 minutes pointed toward the door and um, he he was prepared to like have a real a long shootout and and they said if he had decided to use those guns he might have held us off for hours Wow although he'd have been focused that direction so hopefully I've right. been shooting at the crowd right but anybody who's ever
2: spent any time in a hotel hallway knows the uh, I mean in terms of being the good guys in a shootout where do you go where where do you where do you position yourself to have any hope of returning fire you're either right in front of the door you're not right that isn't just completely vulnerable yeah so what do you do then well you you gotta blow
1: the door you gotta blow a hole in the hotel i guess thank god that he decided to shoot himself when he did i wish he'd have done it 20 minutes earlier sure yeah yeah i wonder if they'll ever ever get any further along on this than than we are right now as far as what's going on He said. That's that's it, It's something to think that somebody with that sort of psychopath brain can function in society and cruise around and not raise any red flags of any kind. Well, what's really
2: odd, well, there's so many things that are odd about this, but what's especially odd to me as I try to get a handle on what sort of crazy he was, was that, you know, if he's the classic CEO psychopath um, who's about effectiveness and what's good for him, I mean, obviously... Dying uh, with a gunshot wound in your your the roof of your mouth is not great uh, for effectiveness. You could continue to seek pleasure for years and years Um, unless he had that superiority complex where he decided to show the world how it's done. And he thought he could pull it off. It's like, you know, uh, who hasn't among us? I hope not many. Well, Some of us Uh, who hasn't fantasized about getting away with, I don't know, bank robbery, murder or whatever. You think, well, let's see, you'd have to cover the cameras, you have to wear a mask. I understand mm-hmm. they got those exploding dye packets, blah, blah, blah. It's just it's a mental exercise for most of us. I just think he's a psychopath with a superiority complex who decided I know how to do it and I'm going to show the world, which is
1: I think that's scary. the best guess. Yeah. I think that's the best guess out there he uh he did, go ahead michael but he uh he treated people he treated everyone like he was their boss i heard somebody uh, say over the weekend waiters waitresses co-workers anybody he ran into is like he could order people around huh he just he had that view of the world wow wow now michael what happened to our request for that eagles song in honor of harvey
2: weinstein can you get that on for us unfortunately um i cannot due to uh various
1: reasons Ah, various reasons. Yeah, it, it would be too complicated to explain on the air, but... You could just say you don't want to. That'd be fine. No, no, yeah, go no. Ahead, Joe. I really, I really you do want it. to. You, you played, <laughs> Idiot. I don't want to. Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc four one five two nine five kftc And uh, we'll get to some of the Trump uh, interesting stories over the weekend. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's, you know,
2: gosh, there's a little more NFL stuff, the stand and the sit and the fists. Now there's
1: a hockey player doing it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Making a big impact, is it? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, Did I just have an aneurysm or was there a sound there? No, that that was me. I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, Onion has a headline. How could Harvey Weinstein get away with this? Asks man currently ignoring sexual misconduct of 17 separate coworkers, friends, acquaintances. Hmm. So then the impression this happens a lot and uh, people get away with it, I guess, at the Onion. I guess. Their other funny headline was. Woman comes forward with first allegations of big sexual harassment scandal of 2036. That's the idea that people do complain about these things for years and years and years oh, before yeah. anybody takes them seriously. Or yeah, times yeah. change or whatever. So much hate, so much anger, so much angst. Hey, Michael, do you have the uh, that
2: uh, the the Florida football game thing I asked you to get? Indeed, I do. All right, well, yeah, this is at the uh, the college football match the other day. Why don't you play that? Takes a minute to take shape, but you'll get it. Tom Petty's hometown, Gainesville, Florida, home of your Florida Gators. Go ahead, crank it up. is as loud as any roar for any touchdown. That's cool. Thanks, Michael.
1: I thought that was nice. Meanwhile, you got... Well, and did you see that on Saturday Night Live? Same song. Uh, Jason Aldean, that country star that was on stage when the Bullets started flying oh, right. in Vegas, opened Saturday Night Live singing the Tom Petty song. I won't back oh, down. I did I thought that was pretty cool on, on both ends of that.
2: I just saw the headline that he did, paid tribute to them. I didn't know he did. Oh, yeah, that's the, what, of a the beautiful,
1: what a beautiful call. Yeah. Nice. God, imagine what, you know, is obviously rough for anybody. But being oh. up on that stage, everybody was watching you. That just would be really weird.
2: Right. And he's got the in-ear monitors going. And he kept playing for a little while as the shots were ringing out because, you know, he had no idea. So that's sad. But, just, again, beauty. Beautiful. I was going for beautiful. I was going for life affirming and cheering, and you've turned I it thought dark that again. That was
1: beautiful. That was a point that uh, Aldine dude singing. Oh, that that's song right. That's I life. turned it dark. Yes, you did. Right. Well, speaking of dark, according to a new book, Frank Sinatra
2: once told Donald Trump to go f himself. Old Blue Eyes, who was really Old Blue Eyes at this point, was due to perform at the opening of Mr. Trump's Atlantic City casino, his soon-to-be bankrupt casino in 1990 when uh, donald trump in his inimitable style after the contracts were signed and everything went to the uh, the the manager and said ah, it's a little rich some of these costs are a little rich we got to see if we can work with this and um and uh, this uh, the manager who's writing the book that i'm quoting from said uh, he told frank what uh, trump had said And uh, Frank said, either you can tell him or you can give him my number and I'll tell him to go F himself. Evidently, Trump had really angered Sinatra by also saying that he needed to uh, cut Sammy Davis Jr. from the uh, bill. Sammy just having been diagnosed with cancer. And also... Husband and wife, pop legends,
1: Steve and Edie Gourmet. What year was this? I mean, right. I realize this was a while ago, but <laughs> Steve and Edie weren't that big a deal. Or Sammy Davis Jr. in 1990. No, no, no. But
2: uh, when challenged by the, uh, the the manager, Trump asked, who's Steve and Edie? <laughs> which <can> evidently be- <laughs> really set off the chairman of the board. <laughs> That's a perfectly good response, I think. Weissman came over the table and tried choking Trump with his necktie. What? But his son restrained him, and that's when he called uh, called uh, Sinatra, told him what happened, and he said, "Either you tell him to go f himself, or I will."
1: Uh, Sinatra ended up playing the Sands in Vegas instead that weekend. That was at the sad tail end of Sinatra's career, right? Wh- when did he pass? That was a long time ago. Somebody looked that up. But yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Uh, I mean, don't blame Trump for not wanting Stephen Edie to open his casino. <laughs> I mean, to uh, play at his Wait casino. Wait a
2: minute there. The opening act. I can't read that. When did he die? 98? Yeah, 1998.
1: Yeah. 1998.
2: Yeah. And he'll be missed.
1: Um, <laughs> so, well,
2: yeah. Stephen E.D. come out. They do three, four numbers. Everybody claps. Then the really got, old people know who they who they are. It's a casino in New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Who are you yeah. going to hire Chance the Rapper? No. <laughs> You're going to get Steven and Edie. So they come out. They play three, four songs. Everybody claps. Oh, that's nice. They still got it, don't they? Oh. And then uh, Sammy Davis Jr. comes out. He does his ring-a-ding-a-ding thing. Everybody loves Sammy. He's a non threatening black man. He sings the old song. Wow. Yay, Sammy. He's always been beloved. He was on All in the Family. Who could forget? And then the lights go down and you got Frank. Now that would be a perfect casino opening in Jersey. Z. And Trump says, Who's Stephen Eady? <laughs> and the man. You son of a bitch. And he comes and
1: to choke him out with his own necktie. Right. Right now, that's New Jersey. The only thing that saved him from being choked was that little piece of Scotch tape he puts between the front part of the tie and the back part of the tie ah, to keep it together. Uh, so uh, I wonder who ended up playing the opening of the casino. I don't remember. That's what I wanted. I
2: don't care where Frank went and played. Who who opened the casino? Yeah. Boy. Did he get Bobby Goldsboro or Wow? <laughs> wow. Or <laughs> right, wait a second. Who who am I missing here of that era? Bobby Darren. Bobby, oh, Bobby that, Darren. That, that. There, there will be no uh, jokes with the punchline, Bobby Darren, in my uh, radio I, I think, show.
1: I think Trump brings in a Tony Orlando or something. Oh, like that. Yeah. nice. Yeah. That's what right picture. Yeah. Play tie a yellow ribbon,
2: Tony. Uh, I was going yeah, to. Yeah, like I'm not going <laughs> to effing play that. What are you What are you yelling
1: for? I was planning on Shut it. Shut
2: up. I <laughs> think I might play that one last? You think maybe? <laughs> play it. Uh,
0: uh, What's coming up in your news, Marcia Phillips? Well, we got a deadline for DACA. We've got Strangers a health the warning, the my line. friends. Stop taking your cell phone it's into the bathroom. And another Harvey Weinstein bomb has just dropped. Story. Minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. We'd be sharing love. I'm happy to
1: see his life come crumbling apart. Well, he was the king of the world for a while, though, wasn't he? Old Harvey? Yeah. I think he's still doing okay. Well, he's still richer and Gad. So yeah. 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 Um, Marshall's news on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Your smile was so
1: be babies everywhere now that the trump administration has said that employers don't have to provide birth control what about my access to birth control because there's no uh, every drugstore in the country there's no way women are gonna go ahead and use birth control if their employer's not paying for it you'll just go ahead and have 50 kids she's <laughs> <laughs> like a little baby that's right panel because it, it is that's what it is yes baby. um so we should talk about that issue it's interesting. How about the news now with Marshall Phillips? We've well,
0: we got a showdown going on over DACA. President Trump telling congressional leaders his immigration priorities must be part of the deal for extending protection from deportation to thousands of young immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children. Now the administration's wish list includes the paying for a wall along the U.S.-Mexican border, curbs on federal grants to sanctuary cities, and the hiring of thousands of more immigration officers. Many are policies that Democrats have said explicitly are off the table. Trump said, no, they have to be factored in. Meanwhile, you got the president now tweeting about North Korea again today. He's writing, our country has been unsuccessfully dealing with North Korea for 25 years, giving billions of dollars and getting nothing. Policy didn't work. That comes after a cryptic message tweeted out Saturday, where Trump said basically the same thing. Negotiations hadn't panned out and then added, sorry, but only one thing will work. A tweet. Why
1: does Donald Trump feel the need to do that? The whole, is this the calm before the storm? Then a couple days later, there's only one thing that will work. But he doesn't say what the one thing is. Right. Well, and there are heavyweight
2: journalists, super heavyweight journalists who everybody listens to. I'm guessing including Kim Jong-un who are saying, I've checked with all my sources in the Pentagon and in intelligence services and there are no assets being moved. There's nothing significant underway.
1: So well, we have no idea what he's talking about. Well, and Tillerson, the Secretary of State, is talking diplomacy, right? says we got back channels, all that sort of stuff. And Bob Corker, back to that story, over the weekend in an interview with the New York Times said, if people think there's some sort of good cop, bad cop thing going on with Tillerson Trump, there isn't. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So that's that's not some strategy um, with, with, you know, Tillerson talks diplomacy and Trump talks tough. It's just... You just going off. Wow. Wow, this is an odd
0: time. Drain the swamp. back <laughs> lock her up. lock her up. Lock her up! Turns out cell phones shouldn't be taken just anywhere like the bathroom. A British study shows that using your phone while you're using the toilets is a very good way to pick up germs even if you do wash your hands. Here comes your daily FM story, everybody. Enjoy. It's Fecal Matter with Marshall. Toilet seats, handles, sinks, and taps are covered in germs and the dreaded FM.
2: You know, we've just uh, we got to have the low-voiced guy uh, cut something for us. we got to have theme oh, music. Yeah. And it's Fecal Matter with Marshall.
1: <laughs> A
0: Los Angeles TV reporter. Every,
1: everybody's going to keep taking their phone in the bathroom. It's what you do yeah. while you're whizzing. Michael, do you have some theme music for Fecal Matter with Marshall
2: Phillips? <laughs> this is this is <laughs> it's crap. the go it's crap. the go to. It's crap. That's right. That's right. This is our Marconi Award.
0: A Los Angeles TV reporter is accusing movie mogul Harvey Weinstein of exposing himself to her and then pleasuring himself in the basement of a New York restaurant. Wow! In an appearance on Megyn Kelly today lauren Savon described an encounter with weinstein a decade ago when she introduced himself to her while she was having dinner with friends explaining that he was an owner of the restaurant he invited her to tour the kitchen she says he took her to a deserted basement where after she rebuffed his attempt to kiss her he told her just stand there then and be quiet he then exposed himself and in Savon's words began pleasuring himself and when he finished He suggested they both just return to the dining room.
1: Well, and she just continued to stand there in front of him because that would take at least five minutes, wouldn't it? Uh, Uh, So you just stand there while he's working his junk and you're just standing there shifting from foot to
3: foot. He's a very big guy and it was in a hallway where the only way to get away from him was through him.
2: Well, and something tells me he was fully aroused like, uh, like
1: a flasher and a pervert and a sexual predator is. But we, now as to the, so why didn't she say something to somebody? And maybe she did and it didn't get reported. Right. But we worked with a a sales lady who told us about a sales manager who once had it out behind his desk and said, what do you think of this or something? Do you you want a little piece of this? Yeah. And and she just kind of, you know, laughed and walked away. And she never said anything to anybody. She wouldn't even tell us the name of the guy let alone go to the cops or any of the things that right. we all dream would happen. How often do weirdos get away with this sort of thing? I'm guessing a lot based on these stories. Well, and this guy... Is, I would assume is, is, I yeah. would go to jail the first time I ever tried it. Not that I would. I do it. That doesn't sound... Well, that's because that, you're a quitter. <laughs> that doesn't sound very uh, enjoyable to me. you got to fight through the fear. you got to do what's important to you.
2: Uh, the, the guy we're talking about, we figured out who it was. I mean, uh, he had power within an organization. Everybody was making uh, pretty decent money, but it was nothing approaching Harvey Weinsteinish power.
0: So, you know, and I can still understand it, it, which doesn't right. mean it's anywhere near okay, but... Anyway, that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. And this uh, lady's going to tell the story
1: on Megyn Kelly today? Correct. Correctamundo.
2: Well, that might get her a couple of viewers anyway.
1: How many hundreds or thousands of women did he do that to? And then how many went along with it that are keeping their mouths shut and hope that uh, nobody comes out with that story? How many did what he wanted to get in a movie?
2: I don't know, Flip through IMDb. Probably quite a few of them are there and in the movies. It'd have
1: to be dozens if not hundreds, wouldn't it, through the years? Wouldn't you guess? I would guess, yeah, absolutely dozens, yeah. Wild. It's now easier
2: to get HIV in California than it is to get a gun, according to some WAGs. Oh,
1: did you hear what the NRA is proposing? Their pushback against the whole bump stock thing? No. Yeah, interesting political ploy. See if you're for this or against it. Bunch of stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The two questions that nobody seems to ask when you get into that whole employer paying for birth control story. We'll get to that later the two questions nobody ever asks Hmm. i've
2: got a really politically incorrect joke oh. it's pretty funny
1: how politically incorrect?
2: let me let's turn off the mics give us just a second okay <laughs> it's, it's uh, our theme is one of the questions nobody asks yeah oh <laughs> is that one of the questions <laughs> no no <laughs> It's politically incorrect, but it's not, it's certainly arable. Uh, yeah. It's just mean. Yeah, exactly. It's really mean spirited, which is not my thing, as you know. I'm I'm Joe High Road Getty. So right, and there's yeah. Let me let me. There's let no me, room for mean on a Monday morning. Right, exactly. We need to be more uplifting. I apologize for even thinking of that joke, which was really really funny, especially if you use the f word in it.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the main oh sorry the main reason trump won we now know from 60 minutes last night it was facebook that story is really interesting and one of the big casinos steve Wynn who, who runs giant casinos he is going to do something about security already has and that's that's a another story we should tell you yeah wow i'd like to hear about Spent that a ton of money he said
2: that couldn't happen at my hotel really yeah wow that's intriguing okay we'll talk about that uh man i have so much stuff i want to get to um, here's a headline. It's unfair, but it's eye-catching. It's easier to get HIV in California than it is to get a gun, as the, uh, the one-party legislature is trying to make it harder and harder to get guns. That, uh, that is unfair. N- not cognizant uh, of the fact that, well, there's a tie-in, okay. but not cognizant of the fact that uh, criminals seem to be willing to ignore the law. Which is why they're criminals.
1: Uh, see, I saw Dianne Feinstein yesterday. You know, Dianne Feinstein's at that age where sometimes I see her, just like John McCain, sometimes I see them and they're completely sharp. And then sometimes I see them and I think, oh boy, they shouldn't be in charge of anything. And uh, Dianne Feinstein had one of those days yesterday where she just was just a doddering old person with no grasp of anything, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah,
2: she's yeah, talking about some weird quotes
1: and I wondered what was going on. She was talking about concealed weapons. And uh, would people in California like to have somebody. Who could be a criminal concealing a gun walking around? After criminals, they don't care whether they've got a permit or not, Diane. I mean, come on. Wow. That's the most basic of understanding of this issue, well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and there's all sorts of requirements to get a concealed carry permit, and you'd think she'd at least have an idea the of that. The bad guys and don't their car- care. Oh, my God. And she's thinking about running for re-election. No, she's well, not. It, she can't. Well, I tell you what, if you're on the right side of the aisle... Hell, even the, the middle part, you sit in the aisle, or even just slightly left to center. you got to pray Dianne Feinstein runs again. Oh, yeah. Uh, because whatever comes after her in corruptifornia, Calunicornia, is going to be way left. More Kamala Harris style. Uh, anyway, uh, the reason I shared that prejudicial and inaccurate he- headline is because while the legislature is trying to make it more difficult to lawfully obtain a gun... Uh, Jerry Brown signed a bill Friday that lowers the crime of knowingly exposing a sexual partner to HIV. Knowingly, giving them the heavy, unprotected, lowers it from a felony to a misdemeanor. What's the... It also applies to those who give blood without telling the blood bank
1: they have HIV. What's the constituency for that? Who's be, who's behind that? That can't be. That can't be the gay community. That can't be. Who who's who's in favor of
2: that? Well, listen. Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco, and Assemblyman Todd Gloria, Democrat of San Diego, said uh, they were the both Democrats. Obviously, authored the uh, of the bill. Here's what Weiner said. Today, California took a major step toward treating HIV as a public health issue instead of treating people living with HIV as criminals.
1: How about you give somebody a heinous disease because you
2: lied to them? You lied by omission. Right. Knowingly. HIV should be treated like all other serious infectious diseases, and that's what SB239 does.
1: Yeah, and if you have an infectious disease, I want you to tell me before we swap fluids. You should have to. Wow, that's, that's really weird. What a weird
2: ideology that one is. And and I like how they work a lie into everything instead of treating people living with HIV as criminals. Uh, listen, Scott Weiner of San Francisco, uh, apparently your constituency is so stupid or you think they're so stupid that you think that sentence holds up to scrutiny. Nobody's treating people quote living with HIV as criminals quite the opposite it's somebody who knowingly transmits HIV to another that are treated as criminals and will continue to be treated as criminals just a misdemeanor and not a felony
1: i'll have to That's obscene i'll have to hear from the gay community i'm just i just can't imagine that for instance gay guys think that's okay um you can text four one five two nine five KFTC is our text line. Four one five two nine five KFTC. Well, and sex workers and straight women and whatever, sure. can you imagine?
2: Yeah, I gave you HIV. <laughs> That's now it's a parking ticket. It's you know, stealing a loaf of bread from the grocery store. Uneffing believable. I just HIV has been the only communicable disease for which exposure is a felony under California law. And they're saying because people now can live with HIV for a long time with the cocktail of drugs that have many side effects. It's no longer... I don't get it. I really don't get it. I I, I always thought it was an effort. And because, you know, uh, HIV is more easily and frequently transmitted among gay men than any other group, despite the denials of some people. I always thought it was a measure to stand up for gay people and say, we're not going to let anybody hurt you like this. But... Scott Weiner, the liar, doesn't see it that way, I guess.
1: How Trump used Facebook to win? Pretty interesting. Some casinos are going to great measures to make sure you can't have violence there. Among other things coming up on the Armstrong and the Getty show.